This is Noche Galactica, and in this episode, we talk to Jamal Bleak, an entrepreneur and community activist from Oakland, California, who is creating change in his community. We talked about housing, financial stability, and owning land in this country. Check it out. This is Noche Galactica. I'm Poeta Galactico, and we are in the building today. We have another interview. Um, we've been trying to cook this interview for a really long time. Yes. Uh, about a year in the making. Um, today, I have the privilege to have. I wouldn't say I was describing you as a mentor, someone I, I kind of looked up to when it comes to guidance, oh, wow. man. Wow. Bless um, and we have Jamal in the building, but I'll let you introduce yourself, man. Talk to me. Who are you? So, my name is Jamal Bleak. Jamal Malik Williams. I'm born and raised in Berkeley, Oakland, California. I uh, grew up in both. Uh, parents split up when I was young. One of them lived in East Oakland. One of them lived in Berkeley. So I was one of those children that was back and forth, elementary, junior high school, high school, back and forth. Um, I am currently a consultant, um, a mentor. I work in schools, elementary schools, and uh, junior high schools. And I also serve on uh, housing boards to keep sustainability in both Berkeley and Oakland to keep people of color, black and brown, in housing, affordable housing in Berkeley and Oakland. I also want to say that you do more than that, man. I feel like, I feel like you're humble about what you do. I feel like you are also like a motivational speaker. Like you hold mm-hmm. space for folks. Uh, you help them see like the best in themselves. Uh, and I'm speaking from the perspective of myself. Like I appreciate mm-hmm. you for every time I talk to you. It's like um, a conversation where I feel like yo, let's. I got people in my corner. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank um, yeah. I, I want to spend a little bit of time speaking about like what is specifically fires your motivation? What's the fire in your belly when you talk about like education and holding jumpers right? I mean, it's crazy because like education and um, mentorship is like my family. I've been around it. My father was a principal. He was a teacher first and then he became a principal in the last two years. Um, I worked in group homes all my life. I worked in community centers around my, my neighborhood. So, and then it's like sometimes you have elders that will come back and say, hey, you would be good at this, or hey, come and participate in this program with us. And we we never know what they're really giving you. Now that I think about it, they were training us. They Mm were preparing us to take over, you know, once they got to a certain age, and then turn around and give it back. So I reach out to people younger than me. I'm in my 50s, so like I'm working with guys right now in their 30s, you know what I'm saying? And I'm telling them to work with people, kids in in their teens. So it's just like every... 10 to 15, 20 years, it's like we have that, we can we can build bridges. But if you don't have that, then it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of, you know, people that get swept underneath the rug or don't understand what the mission is. You know what I'm saying? Everybody come here with a purpose. You know, and and I I feel like to that point, often we talk about like what is what is point B, you know, what does that look like? but we're going to talk about the process, yeah. right? We're going to talk yeah. about the hard work that gets into it. Right. I'm a big fan of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Like, you talked about this phenomenal mentality, right? Like, making things happen. Like, 
going and, and showing consistency, waking up and doing it all over again. Yes. I feel like to a certain degree, it's our responsibility as elders. I just turned 35. Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> teaches the younger generation that hard work pays off. Yeah. You got to be consistent. Yeah. There's no cookie, cookie cutter where you no. just end up there. No, it's like, you know, when I started at 17, I left high school and started doing concerts. And I was really pursuing my music thing, you know. So I started do, getting into throwing events because I had, I was a musician and then I had my friends that were musicians, rappers, whatever. We couldn't get a break. Nobody was putting us on stage. Nobody. So we had to create these spaces so that way we can build up our own. So a lot of people, Souls of Mischief, you know, Hyperbrist, I mean, there's a lot of groups that I grew up with. Even like pot, you know, mm -hmm. Digital Underground, like Money Benny, they all went to Berkeley High with us. So we all grew up together. This music scene was all about your grind. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have a whole lot of money to go and pay no, nobody to put our records on. We didn't have the MTVs. That stuff was just coming out. We didn't have that, that plug, you know? Mm -hmm. So we had to create. And if you quit, you see what I'm saying? Nobody gonna come and get, oh, come on, let me give you this resource. You had to grind through just to make it to that little point. You know what I mean? But you was doing something that you love, and so you just, that's that same fire. Yeah. So with it doesn't feel like a job. No. Nah. You love it. You gotta like it. You gotta be in, you gotta be involved with it. It's like you sleep with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit. You sleep, you wake up, you eat everything. That's right. it. That's it. Appreciate you, man. I think we're gonna get a little bit into the meat of this conversation. Perfect. Right? And I think it's something that, that I, I don't wanna speak for you, but based on our conversations, it feels like it touches home. Mm -hmm. And this, it's this, I don't wanna say problem or issue. I just wanna say this transition yeah. of our elders speaking from parents, specifically our moms, right? Mm -hmm. Where we're starting to see that time is limited. Right. Um, right. And we're starting to see them getting older and having them to be relying on folks like us, mm. their kids, to support them That's through right. this next frontier, yeah. whatever that looks like for them, right? Yeah. Um, I know you're going through something similar. How has that been for you, knowing that maybe, maybe you are the plan B mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For, for your moms it's, in this next transition? To be honest with you, man, it's, it's rough. It's like one of the hardest things I ever... Man, I have two parents that's going, that's elderly, 80, 83, you know what I'm saying? And they are transitioning into needing help. You know, it was a lot easier with Pops. We had a different relationship. We grew up, we respect our elders, you know? And then at the same time, they respect our decisions. With my mom, she took care of all these kids, all my brothers and sisters. So it's really hard for her to let go and ask for help or let go and receive help. So it's a lot harder. At the same time, it's teaching me that I'm 52. You know, I got friends that's getting sick or having different, you know, different things happening to them where they might need help. So it's also like we got to come up with a plan for them, but then also for ourselves. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honestly, because um, I feel like, you know, group, uh, the homes, uh, not uh, what do you call it? convalescent oh, retirement home. Man, I mean. I went there just to look a couple of months ago, and it was $10,000 a month. So a lot of our 
parents did not prepare for anything like that. Mm-hmm. Average pension, you see them right now, they're getting like three to 5,000 at the most, right? So then where did the other 5,000 come from? You know, so it's, it's like, it's important for us to understand financial literacy first, uh, to understand how you can create trust, mm-hmm. create vehicles, understand there's a lot of different vehicles for you to be affordable, for, so you can afford mm-hmm. to live comfortably in your retirement. You know, if you have kids involved and now all of a sudden they inherit, you know what I'm saying, some of those things, and you guys work together. But it's been hard, man. I've been trying to figure it out, and it's like day to day. I just feel like it's, it's a topic, and this season's podcast is really focused on the next frontier. Yeah. Like different, maybe issues or, or ways are coming right away yeah and one of the things that i'm seeing is like a lot of people who are older than me or maybe the same age as me are starting to encounter like oh my my mom or my dad or both of them yeah. they didn't really thought about their retirement plan. they were living on this like survival mode all this time but they made it seem like we were good we were good <laughs> because that was like yo it's it's, it's good I mean, because a dream is built like, you know, they tell them, hey, you put your money, work hard, and then you put your money in Social Security, and then they take care of you. And the reality is, man, like sometimes I'm sitting in the hospital and they're telling me, well, their coverage doesn't cover that. And I'm just like, well, they were under the impression that they were covered. And, you know, so the reality is, you know, financial literacy is at all time. And as inflation is rising, things are getting tighter. You know, you're seeing elders eating with food insecurities, you know what I'm saying? So they're eating certain way because they can't afford to eat healthy, which is crazy to me, you know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm looking for resources. That's what I'm looking for. I'm, I'm on a board, like I said, with the real estate, and it's a nonprofit, and I'm talking to them because they're in their 80s, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking to them like, I want you guys to be comfortable. Like, how do we create that, what, what, we, what we have, you know? And so, like I said, creating, finding out, the people in our community that's doing financial advising, financial financial literacy, those are the people that we need to bring to the table and say, how do we create these vehicles so that more people can afford it? You know what I mean? Because they have insurances. People wouldn't buy insurance like that. It's like when you're on a job. You're not buying Aflac. Everybody ain't buying Aflac. But if you get injured, you really needed that Aflac to pay for you. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like creating vehicles. That's what I mean by vehicle, you know. I feel like I feel like this is just the peak of, of the iceberg, right? Because we're gonna hit a couple a couple waves. And one of the questions I, I have asked like older folks, right, mm-hmm. who are in their sixties, seventies, I was like, did you thought about this? Did you have this conversation before? And the answer, sadly, is no. Like mm. I have time to think about that. I have time to pause and be like, what is my next phase of my life is gonna look like? Because I was barely making it in this life, right? Like in this period, right? So. It's powerful, man. I appreciate you being open to share a little bit of that story. Yeah. You talked about housing, right? Yes. What are some of the things that you see, you have hope for when it comes to housing? Yes. And what are some of the things that you've been like, man, we can invest more in this in this part of, of this project or this idea? I think you take the word or you take the uh, the phrase strength in numbers. Mm. So many people Shout don't. Out to the word. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, it's just like town business, but you figure. If I cannot afford a house by myself, right, there's nothing wrong with purchasing something with two or three other people. You understand what I'm saying? So as far as 
the future for me, I see more people who are financially literate, that's trustworthy in the community, that explains how you can, even if we purchase in per property in another state, right? You got a property manager. Everybody, you're gaining equity. You're gaining money. You're making. So it's like every time for me, if you pay rent, you're paying into somebody else's dream, right? If you're paying a mortgage, right, you're owning, you're gaining equity. So every little bit of that money that you're putting out is going right back into a bank account for, or going right back into equity for you. So it's just like it's common sense. Like people who invest, I don't care if you on Robin Hood, smallest, you putting fifteen dollars, twenty dollars here. That eventually you're gonna start seeing that account because you're investing in businesses. Mm -hmm. A lot of business, like if you go and eat somewhere, or if you go and brush your teeth with a certain thing, or if you use these type of tires, you're investing in things that you already are utilizing, right? And then you're getting a return on it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, yeah, I might have went and bought that coffee, but then I got some money back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and then if it's in quarters, nickels, dimes, and then all of a sudden it becomes $15 or $100 or a thousand, you know what I'm saying? So now you're you're actually planning for your retirement. That's extra money that you never ever had to work for. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like it's like you're making your money work for yourself. Making it work for you, and it's like backwards for you a little bit. Yes. I want to I want to double down a little bit on this owning land because today is today. Today is uh, <laughs> first right time. It's it's Thursday. Yeah. I know it's Thursday. Yeah. It's like the twenty second. I yeah. would say. Yeah. Yeah. And th today is I think it's the second time I hear this. Coming from a black man, shout yeah. out to Chris, yes. my chef fellowship. Nice. Um, he was the first one that I heard him say today. Yeah. Yo, we got to own land. Period. Period. If you, I mean, if you're purchasing land, um, and like I said, if you don't have it by yourself, man, if your credit ain't right, your credit might not be right. But this person's credit is right. This person has cash, and this person has a plan. You know what I'm saying? So you purchasing that 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 product, and you, it's only worth what you put into it. You know what I mean? So land is just like, land ain't going nowhere, and they're not building no new land. <laughs> the land is here. So why wouldn't you own something that you can always go back to, you, that you can always constantly reap? You know, what you would, I, I got into a, an investment in Mississippi, and I mean, $5,000. Now I own an acre of land. You know what I'm saying? And it's my acre. I can do whatever I want to do with that acre. You know what I mean? Um, but what I did was create sustainable farms. You know what I'm saying? Create sustainable products. You know? Go to the USDA and get a license that didn't really cost that much. It just was paperwork and time and learning. I got ADD. You know what I'm saying? So adult, as an adult. So I can work on three or four or five projects at the same time. And it all fits in together to me. It's weird, so that's why I like working with kids with ADD, <laughs> but um, or ADA, whatever. Yeah. For me, it's a superpower. Yeah. That's all it is. You know, it just means that I can, I can do multiple things at the same time and have that same energy on all of them. You know. Question for you is like, there's a lot of knowledge in what you're sharing, hmm. right? And I feel like that knowledge came from something. <laughs> two, it's a two-part question. <laughs> uh, and, and we come close to our time. I know okay. time flies, but how did you get access to that knowledge, right? Yeah. Who supported you? And the second part is like, 
how do we make that accessible for other folks who are probably younger than us? Yeah. And I'm not just talking about institutions because you know my, my tension with, with institutional education. Man. I just mean education in general. Yeah. Like, how do you see that? So who gave you some of that access, some of that knowledge? Yeah. And two, how do we make that accessible and digestible for the youth? It's a trip because, I mean, I, I used to not ever talk about, you know, what I was around when I was younger. But, you know, we had, you know, institutions not that were tore down on purpose. And I just put it like that in Oakland. You know, I was a, I was a Panther baby. You know what I'm saying? So we were always around um, food programs and, and they did the housing. The same people that's teaching me housing right now, you know what I'm saying, was... was implemented when they were in their 30s and 40s mm. and 50s, you know, so it's just like, uh, I can't, it's not me, you know what I'm saying? I, it was something that was planted in me a long time ago, you know, and as long as I'm going to be here, um, I'm going to pick up that baton and work, you know, work on it. So, I mean, as far as um, us organizing it and making sure that it gets to the people, you know, you got to do it. Speed, you got a spoon because some people don't want to hear it. Like, man, you know, they already they already cut off. Mm. That's not for me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then you got some people that really want to get it. Mm -hmm. So then you create these little small, like this place where we at right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you create hubs. Right. <laughs> you create spaces for people to really have those build conversations, and then you kind of like break it down. For me, it's like, don't give me a whole bunch of paperwork and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it to me. Bam, give me that part. Then let me complete that. And then bam, give me that part. And then bam, give me, you know, so I think my my elders, I was blessed to be around. And I'm not talking about just mom and dad. I'm talking about uncles and aunties and and, and, and just community people. I mean, you talk about digital underground, you talk to yeah. Tupac, you know what I mean? You talk yeah. about all these people who've been part of your journey. And their fathers and their mothers, you know what I'm saying, was partners or friends with, you know what I'm saying? And so... They were building on a different level. You see a lot of people that come in to the Bay Area or come into the United States from other countries. As soon as they get here, they create these infrastructures, these hubs, these places. I don't care what you're doing on Saturdays. We're not going to the club. We're mm -hmm. going to be sitting in a meeting. We're going to be putting our money together. and we're gonna do, and we're gonna, It's more of a um, purpose. So they have a process. Really. Have a process, you know, um, not... We, where, where are we going to kick it at this weekend? Are we going to go out? It's And then when they get to a point, they may go in there. They ain't really doing it. You understand what I'm saying? So it's, you've got to have a, a certain uh, maturity level and a certain purpose. I'm going to keep on saying purpose. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because our spiritual than anything else. We put here for a purpose. You know? that. <laughs> and with that purpose in mind, I want to, you know, I got one last question and I want to give you the floor so we can talk, talk about your work and what you're doing, where can people find you? Hmm. Um, Often when we are in spaces like that of like, we get the knowledge from our elders and then it feels like a responsibility to give that legacy to the younger generation. Yeah. I, I want to I ask you as a, as, a, as a young version, brown man, it often feels like revolutionary suicide. Mm. Knowing that the work and passing up the, the knowledge is, is hard and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of energy. Sometimes you got to put things in front of things that you love for yeah. this cause. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think do you think that's that's fair? Do you think you have a choice? Do you think it's just what what is needed? 
somebody asking that question. I, I really feel like it's it's what's needed. Uh, it gives it brings you happiness, you know, because if you're not working on it, you're not gonna be happy. It's like somebody can't tell you something and you see it. You know, you put on these glasses, you see it, and then you're like, nah, I don't want to see it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's almost just like, and and sometimes, you know, yeah, it could be. I feel like as long as I, I'm not seeding my time. As long as we plant them seeds, we're going to see it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's like a call. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I can't even understand it. No, I'm not worried about it. Yes, it could be. What you call revolutionary yeah. suicide? Yes, it could be that, but it's just I feel better knowing that I think I talked to two people, and, and those two people are gonna go. You never know who that person might be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they gonna realize they purpose is just gonna keep on building. You know, and they always wanted to take that part away for us to make yeah. afraid. But what's the other? What's the other option? You know, what I'm that's <laughs> that's where I'm like. What is the other option? What is, what is next for yeah. us? Right. Yeah. Um, man, it's it's been close to like 20, 20, 22 minutes or so. Wow. I want to give you some time of like, what is your work, man? Where do you see yourself in the next frontier of your life? I hear housing. Yes. I hear like entrepreneurial, owning land. Talk to us, man. And where can people find you in regards to like your your nonprofit? So my uh, for profit is E three sixty West, mm-hmm. and my nonprofit that I sit on the board is a. Uh, as uh, I'm pop, intelligent minds, positive on purpose. Um, I intentionally got into, you know, like I said, um, entertainment, consulting, uh, music business, um, uh, uh, producing under E360 West. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I felt like it was a lot of things I wanted to do for the community. So, you know, we got together and formed I'm pop, which is Intelligent minds, positive on purpose. Um, so, uh, E360 West is I'm pop. I mean, E360West.com or um, IMPOP.org is the two ways. Either one of those, you reach out to us. Somebody, you know, tell them you want to talk to Jamal. Yeah, Jamal's yeah. a thug. Jamal's a thug. <laughs> I, I also just want to elevate, man, that last year I was, I was. It was a pleasure and it was a privilege to be by your side when you were rolling one of the largest festivals in Oakland. I, you know, and I think you're humble because you don't want to put yourself out there, but I, I, <laughs> I got to elevate the story. Yeah. I want to say you, your your fam, your brothers put together Lake Fest in yeah. Oakland yeah. and it was a huge success. Yeah. I mean, it's our fifth year. Fifth year in the <laughs> yeah. building, bringing thousands of people. Yeah. That is what part of your for-profit work does yeah. uh, in non-profit. Yeah. Also have billing for technology. You give yes. out free computers for the youth that pulled up. Yeah. Uh, I just want to elevate that because in making profit, yeah. there's also a movement of like communal and giving back to our, to yeah. our folks. Absolutely. I mean, ever since we started that, you know, um, we wanted to do it free. Mm-hmm. You know, to do a festival and not charge people to come in, you, you already behind the hole. You know what I'm saying? Thousands, not a little bit of money. Yeah. So, you know, um, we intentional on bringing people and giving them resources, giving them a good time, showing them that, you know, this ain't, the city, you know, gets a bad, it's a cloud over the city right now as far as people don't want to come back, people don't worry about this and that and that and this. But then it's somebody else 
culture looks like at this city. Like, it's just ripe. You know, you see, uh, I saw a video the other day about Oakland. I was like, what Oakland is that? And like, there yeah, people yeah. in the lake. You know what I'm saying? I, I thought it was a spoof. It was just yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody was like, no. That's... So it's just like, you. it's where you make it. So we created, like, different events to really celebrate the culture in Oakland. You know, and so with, within that, I wanted to do the tech pavilion because everybody's complaining about, you know, I'm getting pushed out. I mean, I don't have enough. We can't afford this and we can't afford that. But then there's so many people moving in town that look like you and me mm -hmm. that's getting jobs starting off at 150, 100, you know, and they're able to sustain themselves and live here. So I'm just like, why don't we give our community more resources? If they want to get into this, they can. Because right now, people are just like, I don't know nothing about tech. Or, I don't want to. But you do. You know, it's like a kid says they don't want to know anything about science. But you're walking around with J's on your foot. Somebody designed that. That's engineering. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a whole lot of science went into them J's. Don't just be the consumer. You know what I'm saying? Be the, the designer. Come on, be the designer. <laughs> That's definitely part two, man. We gotta Let's do it, man. Anytime. Chat GPT at some point and talk about like what is next frontier when it comes to those pieces. But as we tie it up, man, and this is this is my final question. I promise. Mm. Is this sustainability in housing? Do you see do you see it getting better in the next couple of years since you are a part of this board and I know you said in the cities? Yeah. Conversations. I mean, conversations like this, like I said, people can create um, organizations that can build. We don't have to, well, we want to tell this designer or this developer how to make his building mm. instead of getting together and saying, hey, this old building right here has this much space. We can design something in that space, right? That building comes down, something new goes up. That's what these developers are thinking, you know? And so I feel like it's my responsibility to bring more people in to the fold and so that we can be at the table when we're designing it. You know, we can be, we can have intentional designs, like working with architects that of color that's like badass. They, everywhere else, every other city, every other state, they're designing stuff, but they're not designing nothing in Oakland. You know what I'm saying? They're not designing nothing in Berkeley. So it's like bringing those people to the table. I feel like we, Oh, I mean, I'm I'm very optimistic. Yeah, if you yeah, see, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> so, and I'm not excuses. I don't like excuses. Yeah. You know. <laughs> With that being said, man, this was a great conversation. Uh, thank you for being here, making time to be here today. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'm Christian. I'm Christian Martinez, and you are Jamal Malik. Peace. <laughs>